0: Now. I, I, you're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. oh. Uh, uh, this shit is bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. This shit is Trump. T R U M P A N A N E S. What? I don't know. I don't even know. Hey everybody, welcome to Dumb Gay Pandemic Politics. I'm Julie. And I'm Brandy. And this is the podcast where we talk about the week
1: in coronavirus politics, like we're talking about reality TV. And according to JoJo and Kiki, the real housewives of the pandemic is going to have its season finale in May. Right now, there's no plans for a reunion show, but there's probably going to be one in the summer. And you know, Cornova is going to scream at all the vaccines (laughs) for getting her fired. And all the other strains are going to back her up and try Mm. and take down the vaccines. But Johnson & Johnson will be the only one that really gets kicked off the show because Bravo decided that it's useless, even though it has the most fan support from everyone, including us.
0: my God, that sounds just like... (laughs) Just sounds familiar. It just sounds yeah. like I don't know. Just sounds, sounds like a lot. Something. Many uh, of the
1: shows. Weird. All of the shows on Bravo follow this fate, right. including the Real Housewives of the Pandemic. It's just so. the formula. Yeah, it really is. But we will stand by the Johnson and Johnson vaccine.
0: I mean, I'm, we're just waiting for California to open up the Johnson and Johnson vaccine to let
1: everyone have it because right now there's still all these rules. Well, they did say people with hardcore pre existing conditions. Oh. And I thought that I would roll on down and tell them that I was born as a huge bitch. Oh, <laughs> like that's a really like I'm good a super idea. Cat.
0: And you've had it since you are a kid. It's, I have one of
2: the world's you went worst to Jude cases of it.
0: And, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you, in fact, have the number one case. You're in the medical <laughs> journal for having yeah. it. And they were like, oh, yeah. And, but then what's funny is that's great because I can go too and be like, I've had a lifelong condition of Because you're like extra dikey? Super dike. Oh, Just like right. super dike. Just like medically dike. I can be like medically Medically. Dykey, you know what I mean? Medically. Like it's in the bloodstream. It's lymphoma dikenoma. Yeah. And like there's you nothing need. I can do about it.
1: And yeah, and it's but, the thing that we've learned about these conditions is mm-hmm. First and foremost, is that they are curable. I mean, they're they're no. You can treat them.
0: They're le- they're, they're, they're 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 You can treat them. You can with a therapeutic. <laughs> right. You can treat them with a therapeutic, but they don't ever really go away. And you might be treating it, treating it, treating, and then all of a sudden you have an episode. Ooh,
1: a flare or a flare.
0: You have a flare up. Mm-hmm. And you know this, and I'm just going to tell the 14 listeners too. Now, even <laughs> though I've known that I'm super dikey, and that's like my you yeah, know, condi- like extra condition, dyke. extra dike, and all that stuff, and just like, um, but being around you, I realized also that I have an
1: additional condition of also being a super cunt, right? But and it, don't might, re- it rivals mine, and I think that's what maybe people don't realize right at first well I get
0: I don't get diagnosed I don't get diagnosed <laughs> that's the thing like I, I always get mis, mistreated and not diagnosed you get
1: misdiagnosed because the dyking I see because yeah because
0: they're like oh you have super dikiness and I'm like but there's something
1: else wrong doctor and they're like no we think that's pretty much the only thing wrong with you you know but that could be what caused the cuntiness rather than me where mine is a birth defect Oh, right. Like or a mine, birth enhancement, like mine as was I like to say. Like a birth enhancement. Yeah. Yeah. Right.
0: You're not. You know what? Let's be politically correct. I'm strong. It's not. I'm strong with it. It's not a debilitation. No. And it's not a
1: handicapped. No. You are cuntabled. Yeah. You are cuntable. Cuntable. <laughs> and it's true. You are cuntable. I have to learn. I've had to learn to live with it, embrace mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. just lean in. Lawn in and lean in, you Lonnie. Got, yeah, you got to lean in,
0: Lonnie. You got to <laughs> lean in. And I've had to learn to live in my super dikiness and super cuntiness together which, But we as think one. that
1: what happens is like a lot of times, like say you have, you know, the knee problem, which caused the back problem. Mm-hmm. It's that the super cuntiness mm-hmm. would, came from the original, you know, condition of the dikiness. Right,
0: yes. So, it it right into cuntiness. But the,
1: the the moral of the story is simply that you don't want these types of conditions to then be flared up with Cornova.
0: Right. No, because you don't. then
1: you're getting into a cunt with COVID and nobody's <laughs> looking for that. Okay. So we want the Johnson and Johnson. Nobody, nobody
0: nobody's <laughs> looking for a cunt with COVID. That is means so many different things. <laughs> yes. It really does. So I just want to say real quick: if you're new here, <laughs> welcome. Uh-uh. Or uh, you were only here for Carnova and the Real Housewives of the Pandemic, and that shit's about to get canceled. You should give our Patreon podcast a try. I know it's hard to imagine paying for podcasts. We all think of them as free. And we want them to be free. And many, 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 many of them are, including this one. Yep. So to that we say Patreon is different. It's a community with lots of different types of content and content creators. Our Patreon podcasts are completely different than this. They don't even seem like podcasts. First of all, there's no ads. None. Yep. We don't act like it's a show at all. Nope. Um, we don't produce it or prepare it or edit it. We think of our patrons not like our 14 listeners, but more like a group hanging out. Like, it's the group. It's the group. It's the group. It's totally different experience than this podcast, but the thing is, you can import the feed into your regular podcast player. So even though the Patreon podcasts are different, they're just as easy to access once you sign up. It really doesn't have to be a whole thing. We do two a week, and they're both an hour long and cost a dollar. If you're interested, go to patreon.com slash dumbgaypolitics and you can listen to a free one from September called Windows Up Sing Time. Just scroll through the Locked Podcast until you get to September of 2020 and you will see that it's free. And you can just press play. And then if you like it, subscribe. You can cancel anytime. You don't have to pay for a year or anything like that. You can literally cancel after one week.
1: And speaking of, thank yes. you for that wonderful, wonderful sales <laughs> pitch Mama. It's mm-hmm. necessary and necessary. So... <laughs> We got a mystery gift from one of our patrons, okay? I think it might be Kate Vogel, since she's the one that got us the yarmulke for dumpling, Mm -hmm. which we recently sent pictures of to my aunt Mm -hmm. to cheer her up. Nothing like a picture of dumpling (laughs) in a yarmulke. (laughs) So, but on a a recent Patreon, we watched YouTube videos trying to remember playground songs, like playground clap routines, like, (gasps) down, down, baby, down by the roller coaster, shimmy, shimmy, cocoa pot, whatever the fuck. And we... (laughs) clearly didn't still remember them Mm -hmm. and we through that we ended up talking about string games right because i played them yes on the playground i have two moves i still remember Mm -hmm. it's called cat's cradle and you twist them together and put them underneath and then you pull it because you're always doing it off the other person holding the string right so we got a mystery book called cat's cradle Mm -hmm. and it's the book of the string figures it comes with the string like really nice. Oh my God, we got to try it. Neon string. All of the instructions, detailed oh. instructions. Oh. Though I've tried to find out. I've been waiting, waiting, waiting to find out. We did this Patreon like at least a month ago. I haven't been able to find out. So um, <laughs> thank you to whoever sent that. Okay. You know, it's one of the joys of the Patreon. Mm-hmm. One of our favorite Patreon friends is Megan Canale. We met Megan at our live show in Austin. She drove down from Fort Worth. She got an Airbnb and then she rushed to the show after checking into her Airbnb <laughs> and she had a gift, but she forgot it at the Airbnb. So then she mailed the gift. And when she did, she sent pictures of our drunk asses with her at the show, which are now on the Drug den bulletin board. We love her so much. She got me a shirt that says, you look weird, you're going to be weird. But on the front, it just says, you look weird. On the back, it says, you're going to be weird. So I walk around in the shirt that just says, you look, it says, you look weird. YA, you look weird. It's so great. I just like live. She sent us this, Little treats.
0: And she says, well, 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 another year, another note and small token of my appreciation. Happy belated birthday to my second favorite Capricorn brandy. I'm obviously my most favorite as I'm a selfish (laughs) prick. Uh, It's been two years since you guys were in Austin, and I absolutely cannot tell you how much I am itching to see you guys back on stage. So much so, I have rewatched all of your In Your Box Office episodes on YouTube. Much love to my two favorite ladies. Thank you once again for making my year worth living. Hashtag Forever 21.
1: (laughs) Dumpling. It was dumpling, Megan. It was. He perked up at the end there. He's hiding behind Julie's computer. He has been buggin with a capital b okay he's jumping onto every computer as if he's a skydiver and i don't know why and he can't go on a surface unless it's on something fragile and important and needed for work
0: i don't know i don't know what has gotten into him but i can tell you this what was in this card or what's in the letter that she sent us are these two rbg cards that say descent and it's rbg the gator as in ruth bader ginsburg
1: we like to call her the Gator. The
0: Gator. She's basically dressed as Lady Justice with a crown on. And there's the Scales of Justice and a sword. And it's just, and it says it looks like, descent. It looks like
1: Game of Thronesy to me. Mm. We're gonna put it right next to the notorious Gator painting print that Oni got us. This drug den has really turned into like <sighs> to honoring a lot of the Gator, and it's really yeah, like yep. it's cool, you know. It's very, very, cool. very, very cool. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, Megan.
0: Well, Danielle Karras sent us a candle from that gay guy candle company with a little note that says, hey, guys, just a little something that I came across on Twitter. Hope it smells good. Love ya, Danielle Karras.
1: Um, Danielle, of course, it smells like heaven because apparently the scent of the candle, which it says right on the front, is Mike Pence lost his job to a black woman and her name is Kamala Harris. It is. So cute. Oh my God. And so genius. We love it, Danielle. Love We love, 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 love. it. Our WAP candle just ended. Yeah. And we're going to put this right where the WAP Ugh, candle was so on, our, on our shrine. Yep. We have our Effects Candle Co <laughs> candles. We have a, a sorted variety from Mike Valdez and Andres and Patchouli. We have those candles around, but we have a shrine with shrine candles and of our crystals and all of our our crystalline shit. Mm -hmm. And that's where we had the WAP. And now we're going to put Mike Pence lost his job to a black woman. And her name is Kamala Harris. And we thank you so, so, so much, Danielle. We also got a a box of international throwback candy from James and Perry, one of our gay cutie couples from the (laughs) UK. We heard from them, ma'am out right at the beginning of our second summer lockdown mm. last year. It was our second mm. lockdown, but it was right at the beginning of the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, they sent their picture for the Drug Down Bulletin Board. It's super cute. And they sent us black masks that they say scan here on the front. They were our first solid black mask. And they were our and first. And we wear those all the time. Yeah, they were our first gift masks. We do wear them all the time. They're soft and cute, and they are our car masks. Yes. <laughs> so I see them every day looped over the gear shift in my car. When we got this, box of candy from James and Perry I went into a whole like fever dream thinking about like what we will all do with our masks it got a little stressful I thought what about when they all go into like the trash and stuff and it becomes like diapers and they don't disintegrate and stuff but then I was like don't think of it that way then I thought of lovingly cleaning them and packing them away with like (laughs) Uh, mothballs and like packets of like mm. lavender or whatever people do and like a cedar chest and being like these will be my masks at the next pandemic and when the next pandemic comes guys we'll pull them out (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh my god, look at these ones from James. Oh, remember these ones, my man? We'll
0: all pull out like old handkerchiefs, and we will because there will be
1: another one. Oh, there for sure will.
0: Uh, Well, they say, Julie and Brandy, hey guys, hope this finds you both well, thought I would drop you a quick note to tell you how much I still love you two. You have gotten me through the third UK lockdown with your amazing podcast. I'm so happy Trump is gone and that we have Jojo and Kiki in the White House now. Since my last letter, my hubby has been chilling, as he can't really work, as they aren't really shooting any adult entertainment anymore, but that has given us the chance to start our own training company, check out the website, www.firstclassfitnessacademy.com. It's like fitness, like fitness, fitness trainers. Training, yeah, right. Yeah. I didn't know First if you thought class it meant fitness like academy. training
1: com. for like shooting or training <laughs> right. to be a waiter. Like a consulting
0: or, training company. Right. No, no. Yeah. Can you please come to the UK as soon as this shit is over as I really want to take you guys out for a gay old London night out. I didn't send a pic this time as we sent one last time and any I have taken since just show how much weight I put on during my COVID-19 lifestyle. <laughs> Anyways, I hope you like the UK retro sweets I got you from. Candy Crush UK. Holla at your boys, James and Perry, Russell Brown. Love ya.
1: Well, holla, James and Perry, Russell Brown. Holla. Last but not least, Liz Pills, you bitch. (laughs) Julie and I are going on another cleanse. I hate to tell everyone due to our latest bender, courtesy of Liz Pills. Okay? We had stopped drinking for one single week. Right, Memo? Yes, we were. We were avoiding our favorite drink of Forever 21, Mm -hmm. which is what, A Champagne. But we've been avoiding, like, drinking. Mm -hmm. And we were minding our own business, watching the premiere of the Real World Reunion Uh on a Sunday afternoon when two cans of Dark Horse Brute Bubbles (laughs) fell out of a mailing envelope (laughs) and right into our mouths. (laughs) And then it never stopped, Liz. And Liz knows because we immediately went and did a Patreon where we were two sheets to the dark horse wind and we just kept it rolling. <laughs> kept we just
3: kept it, it rolling. rolling. I said, well,
1: don't mind if we do. Head on down to the liquor store. <laughs>
0: and, man, now. and Liz writes... Julian Brandy, sorry about the broken champs bottle. I saw these cans of it and just had to send again. I guess it's a birthday. I'm January 2. New Year's V-Day all in one. I'm currently listening to Heartless Qualms on Patreon. And I'm also a Spencer. It's on my dad's side and my great whatever grandfather Spencer established Spencer New York. So turns out I may also be royal as well as related to Brandy. Wow, how exciting. I'll have to research this more. Okay, love you guys. Enjoy. Liz Pills
1: wow liz and megan and i well we don't know megan could be a december capricorn but that's so nice liz is january and she's a spencer maybe we're roulette Todd next year you guys are gonna have to go to a family reunion (laughs) well we are going on a cleanse now liz and everyone's gonna have to put up with hearing that and they're gonna start with hearing it right at the patreon that we are about to record right when we're (laughs) done with this okay meow meow it's forever 21. (sighs) I'm so excited And we are definitely Embarking on our basic bitch Health journey (laughs) Okay, We're not even going to look at our shit like a diet Because it's not even that At this point We're trying to firm up Mm -hmm. And just get healthy we really trying not to get liver disease if at all possible <sighs> trying to bring the inflammation down you Re- know what i mean get rid of all the fungus and shit mm-hmm. and just yeah clean so it out it's all just about you know you look weird you're gonna be weird okay <laughs> we need the insides looking healthy we need the inner glow yeah i don't even know if we would be on the basic bitch journey if it were not for wild bar
0: when we found wild bar wow trans formation okay now the appetite is being curbed the appetite is being helped because each of these bars is soup is filling it's like literally actually like a filling snack and or you could even use it as a meal substitute i
1: feel like it's been more life-changing for me because you will eat healthy things yes and I won't. Mm -hmm. We're all just trying. It's the ketosis. It's the keto. It's the fat burning. It's the keeping, you know, your blood sugar even. All of these things, you're you're trying to avoid the blood sugar spike, the highs and lows of sugar, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. But for me, I'm trying to starve myself. That is my, I don't give a fuck about blood sugar. I don't care keto bullshit. What I care about is eating less food. So when I'm doing, I'm doing intermittent fasting, Mm -hmm. I need to try to, push through the last couple hours before I'm going to eat a meal right. without just ripping open Doritos and eating them. Right. This wild bar. Yes. It's a godsend. Mm-hmm. What's great
0: about the wild bar is that you're getting you savory and sweet. So if you're a person who like loves sweets or you want chocolate or you want candy or whatever or maybe you want chips or you want nuts blah blah blah. This is giving you kind of both which is Amaze.
1: because it's got they've got fruit flavor so it's like cherry blueberry pineapple but they're made I think the majority of it is hemp seeds I'm not even sure you look down at it yeah it's seeds and nuts and <laughs> berries and twigs that are all mm-hmm. put together in this bar mm-hmm. when you eat it. It is so filling yeah. and so satisfying. Yep. My jaw gets tired. By the end, I'm like, my jaw's tired of chewing. You think you have a big appetite? You think you want to fucking eat, eat, eat? Yes. When your jaw gets tired, you know it's like you're full. That's like, you That's know what I true. mean? That's true. That's absolutely true. It's why people want to rip in, Like you, Mamau, you mm-hmm. want to eat bones. You want to rip into steak. I do. And you eat these nuts and fruit, and it's like, you will get full. It's an independently owned, you know, it's like some fucking jujitsu guy, whatever. <laughs> it's not some big company. It's not owned by Nestle. We really appreciate that. I went on the website and I saw that they're like available at Air One. I don't even know if they have them anywhere outside of LA or, I've or, never heard or like San Francisco. Oh. Like, But, you know, you see Jennifer Aniston walking out with like a bag of algae and right. she's like eating it and it costs $350. <laughs> it's like it is so they are so particular about what they carry they just will not it is it's every single you know everyone in there is like wearing patchouli and like worried about the environment i'll
0: tell you we've it's countdown t minus to when jennifer aniston is walking out eating a wild bar i'll tell you that right now and if you want to be like jennifer aniston walking out of everyone eating a wild bar then you need to go to wildbar.co wildbar.co put in promo code DUMBGAY to get free shipping anywhere in the U.S. Again, go to wildbar.co, put in promo code DumGay to get free shipping anywhere in the U.S. There's a lot of bars out there to choose from, but Wild Bar? Wild Bar is our favorite. All right, now it's time for JoJo and Kiki. Lock the
3: doors, lower the Jojo and Kiki, I wanna have a Kiki. Lock the door. Hey. Jojo and
4: Kiki. Motherfucker. I'm gonna let you have it. Jojo and Kiki, I wanna have a Kiki. Die. Turn. Work. Jojo and Kiki, we are gonna serve. And work. And hunt, and
0: hunt, honey. Well, this week, the first round of $1,400 stimulus checks from Jojo and Kiki's COVID relief bill have started going out. So, if you're like the rest of us, here's the breakdown of when and if you're gonna get your stimulus check. So first and foremost, your adjusted gross income on your 2019 or 2020 taxes needs to be below 80 grand if you file single, 120 grand if you file as head of household, or 160 grand if you file jointly. If you haven't done your 2020 taxes, then they will just use your 2019 taxes. So if your income drastically went down, you best get those taxes done, gurs and Burrs. If not, screw it. Let them use scrunchy 19.
1: And as I mentioned last week, I already did my fucking taxes and sent off a $6,000 check to the (laughs) IRS. And yes, they have already cashed that shit so they can get to step in and come up off that $1,400 check ASAP.
0: Yeah, no shit. Well, for those who qualify, here's the schedule. If you already have your current direct deposit info on file with the IRS, then look alive because they're sending out the first round of direct deposits starting this week with the official payment date being on or after March 17th.
1: And you've been checking incessantly, Uh, correct? Incessantly.
0: Okay. Incessantly.
1: They did send some out last week. And then I guess because they cannot be dated until March 17th, a lot of those p- things say pending. Uh-huh. So you don't really want it before that because it'll just say pending anyway.
0: Right. If you don't really fucks with direct deposit for your tax payments or refunds, then the first round of actual paper checks will begin going out next week with the official payment date being on or after March 22nd. If they think that you barely need the money based on whatever Big Brother shit they've got going on within all our lives, or you just barely made the cutoff for the max income, then you will receive a single-use debit card with your $1,400, and those will start the following week of March 29th. Now, it's important to note that while this is the official schedule, the White House has the rest of the year to get these payments out. The deadline for all the stimulus money to be delivered is not until December 31st. Ugh, but let's hope we all get our shit this month so we can spend it and be back to complaining by April Fool's Day. That's the goal. I mean, I'm considering getting it and just sending it back to them. <laughs> literally. <laughs> well, but you are going
1: to have to. I am oh, like and- literally considering that. And that's the thing with the child tax credits. If they owe money to the IRS, they all will just take it. And But still, I still think that's great. How excited would you be if you were going to get $300 yeah, to spend, yeah. for each child yeah. and they were just going to take it and pay your tax bills? Yeah. And you be go like, God, good. I, I don't know. have any fucking taxes anyway. Exactly. Pay your own taxes. Yep. So I'd like to get it and be complaining by a cool <laughs> March 25th, if we're being honest. <laughs> Regardless, the COVID relief bill is the shit. Just like I said about the child tax credit, it's we're getting our checks. The vaccines are dropping like it's hot. Yep. Schools are getting their shit together mm-hmm. to protect the teachers and get back in biz. And millions of Americans are about to get the huge monthly tax deduction for the kids. And that thing alone, it's going to be so life-changing for people. It's for a fact, it's going to lift millions of people out of poverty. Right. Most of us, hopefully, we're blessed to never have lived like below the poverty line, but we've all known what it is to live month to month and to be overdrawn and now you're, uh-huh. you know, robbing yeah. Peter to pay Paul, yeah. whatever that saying is, and yeah. borrowing money. And people live like this with kids, and they live like it, and they work their asses off. And I just, there's just something about it, it just makes me so touched. I'm truly touched at what yeah. the the difference in people's lives that just, you know. This, and this,
0: let's not forget, not one Republican voted for it. Let's not forget all of the... You want to talk about the pork? Let's talk about the porks that are on television telling us how much pork is in this bill. And as we told you last week, there is no pork in the bill. This is
1: actually helping people. Actually, yep. actually helping people. It's truly amazing. And to prove it, Jojo and Kiki Meow have kicked off a three-week trip across America <laughs> to help get the word out to people who are trapped in towns and states where the media is controlled by the MAGA oh, morons.
0: God. So great. So this is what we know about the multi-week JoJo and Kiki COVID relief concert tour across America. First and foremost, they've broken each day into themes that highlight different awesome parts of the bill. So yesterday, which was Monday, was the help is here day.
1: Help is here.
0: Help is here. Help is here. here. Honey,
1: help is home.
0: Joe Biden gave a kickoff speech at the White House and Kamala Harris and Doug... Paris, (laughs) just kidding, hosted a launch event in Nevada. And since our first lady, Dr. Jill Biden, is a teacher who loves educators, she went to New Jersey to emphasize the impact of the bill on students and teachers.
1: Yeah, I think the first, so the first day, which was Monday, more just like general, this is just general overview of the whole thing. So then today, Tuesday, if you're listening today, this comes out. Tuesday is the help for small business day. Mm. Help for small businesses. President Biden will fly to Pennsylvania and the vice president and second gentleman. That's what they call them <laughs> out. The vice president and the second gentleman. Mm. are. They're flying to Colorado to talk with small business owners there, which is great because Denver just got hit with 27 <laughs> inches of climate crisis snow <laughs> on top of everything else. And we have like a few of our 14 listeners that we love are in Denver and... Mm-hmm. Um, And they have small businesses, ironically. So hopefully they get to go see Kiki and
0: Doug. I would love to be like, can I give you a hug? (laughs) now tomorrow and by the way i would want to hug and joe too and i want him to hug me and hold my shoulders and kiss my forehead and smell my hair
1: okay oh my god i want to smell jill biden's hair too oh my god she probably smells so good She just like holds you
0: good she probably holds you really yeah really really good and then pat pat pats you yes now tomorrow wednesday the theme is help for schools and jill biden will be in new hampshire and doug Kamala Harris's husband will be in New Mexico. And then on Thursday, the theme is help to stay in your home, which will highlight measures in the bill to cover back rent, protect people against eviction, and aid people suffering in homelessness. Then on Friday, Jojo and Kiki will both travel to Georgia for the final theme of the week, help immediately with direct checks. I mean... It just feels like the people involved in this administration
1: understand. It does. I-, I love the way they're not getting pushed around too. They know that they've got to get the message out. They mm-hmm. know that that the MAGA morons are twisting and turning and manipulating the message and it's like i love that they're going like no and it's not just red states you know it's blue states too and it's blue states with magamorons in them you know because i I don't see them stopping by california motherfucker right they are not coming anywhere near this bitch they ain't going to new york they're like (laughs) you got it i think you know the news i think Mm -hmm. you've seen rachel maddow and i think Mm -hmm. you know what's in the bill Mm -hmm. and you know what people should be doing should be listening to this podcast if they want to know what's in the bill because we told you guys what was in the bill and we also talked shit all about republicans last (laughs) week and not a day, not even twenty-four hours went by before Megan McCain was up on the View talking about the pork in the exactly. bill. And you said it how I mean, You said they called pork, and then <laughs> bitch was up there talking about. They're pork all in the
0: bill. with their stupid fucking talking points, and they wanted they they want to do anything they can to tear apart not just this bill, but it's like harkening back to Obama. It's all Mitch McConnell and what did the Republicans like do? Obstruct, nothing obstruct. but obstruct. Yeah. And that's what they're doing now. It's the most offensive it's ever been, being that we're in a pandemic. We are literally watching climate crisis after climate crisis. Uh, one they're after the other. whining and complaining about small government. And when's Joe Biden going to give a press release? And they want to make something out of nothing. And you can keep trying it.
1: You can keep trying it. But you're yeah, done. it's like before they were the party of obstructionism, but now they're they are it's the same thing. They they don't they have a single issue and it's obstructing. That's and, it. and preventing voting, but it's just gotten so much more toxic because they don't just stop progress. They they they, can, they contaminate it. It's, yes, they contaminate yes. it so that people normal, somewhat normal, you know, people maybe they might be a little dull, they might be dullards, <laughs> but they become easily influenced and they start to think that some they are they are tricked into thinking that something good is something bad, right? And it's right. It's absolutely they have gotten so good at it. It's,
0: it they're they're beyond amazing at it, and it's just they're
1: amazing It's at it. like the literal definition of toxic, and it, it it's toxic. So. The tour is going to continue after this week, the concert tour across America, (laughs) but they haven't given specifics on who and where they'll be. Mm -hmm. But we do know that Biden has gotten Gene Sperling, who is a hugely famous economist. He Mm. served as the director of the National Economic Council under both President Clinton and President Obama. And Gene, the machine, is going to be in charge of implementing the massive relief package, Mm. ma'am, It's a lot of money going to... A lot of different machines. That's why we need Gene the machine, mm-hmm. and it's going to take a wizard to get it done efficiently. And apparently, Gene Sperling is a wizard. and And doesn't the name Gene uh, Sperling sound like a wizard? Uh,
0: Gene Sperling <laughs> wizard. Gene Sperling sounds like a wizard. Yeah. And I just can't help but think of the movie Dave with with the uh, fucking Kevin. What's his name? Who we're not big fans of, but I don't care. Kevin Klein. Kevin Klein. And he becomes the president, and he has his friend, who's a, an accountant, a whiz. And they sit and they have coffee and they drink and they're in the White House and they're in the Oval Office and it's just one night and it's a montage. And Dave says to him... (laughs) Oh, I love
1: the the montage where everything gets done. (laughs)
0: Everything everything gets done. There's papers everywhere. Papers everywhere. And he's an accountant and he's doing the numbers and he's crunching the numbers and he's crunching, 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 crunching. At the end of it, he figures out the economy. And that's what Gene's going to do. And that is what Gene is going to do. In addition to the JoJo and Kiki and Jill and Doug... Other administration officials, including major cabinet secretaries, will do regional and national interviews and events this week to further amplify the positive messaging about the COVID bill. And apparently one of the big things with the annoying lamestream media and the dumb fuck annoying White House press corps is how Joe Biden has yet to do a formal press conference. They constantly ask Jen Psaki about it and it bugs. <laughs> so hard. <laughs> well, well. Biden is continuing to piss them off and ignore them, which we love so hard. He is not going to be bullied by those elitist, pretentious fuckbags and chose instead to do a one on one interview with
1: ABC's Harge Stephanophilus. Jorge Stephanopoulos they, uh, Why do they always pick him We are looking in our Nani friends <laughs> We do have some QNANI friends mm-hmm. We're going to have the QNANIs Find out why, 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 why <laughs> Why George Stephanopoulos Why, why, every time, why And yet why? every
0: time we put on Good morning it, with George hey, Stephanopoulos
1: He's, there's, never, he's, he's, not, never he's there. not there No, Why do they always pick him
0: they love him. He worked in the one of the administrations, I think Clinton, and he's like in the thing and he's in the group and they know him and His they respect him. Hair bothers me. He's little, you know what I mean? Well, that's fine. He looks like Dukakis. I don't know. He's they just like <laughs> they think he's nice. I don't or they think he's smart.
1: Well, it's going to air on Wednesday on Good Morning America. You're right about the journalists and they clearly want to catch. Joe Biden having some senior moment or being sleepy stuttering Joe Mm -hmm. and the man is too busy (laughs) fixing America to worry (laughs) about being bullied by the arrogant assholes in the White House press corps. I love how Trump he's being in terms of like his confidence right now, Mm. like, with his decisions and the whole thing with the press like Trump obviously loved being on TV and we know right. that but he didn't love press conferences right. because the press are sanctimonious shitbags bags that constantly <laughs> hijack and manipulate the fucking narrative that's how gross they are and it doesn't matter whether it's Trump or not they're still that way and by the way and that's what I'm saying this goes for all the press that covers the White House by ignoring them, Joe Biden is refusing to be trapped into making some gaffe about Andrew Cuomo or mm-hmm. immigration or even Senate Republicans or Joe Manchin. Like, you know, they're going to trap the guy right. till he ends up dropping the F-bomb about Joe Manchin or calling him an idiot. Now we're screwed and nothing gets passed because Joe Manchin's got fucking his West Virginia panties in a bunch because <laughs> Joe Biden was slightly insulting to him because he's having a fucking senior moment and talking about the guy at the pool. You know what I mean? Like, we can't have it. And he knows that. He, didn't, he doesn't need to do shit for the press. He sends White House press secretary, Queen (laughs) Jen Psaki out there every single day to talk to those motherfuckers. And half the time there's an administration official out there with her. Clarifying specific issues, mm-hmm. and it's never enough, is nope, it, now No, there, there, you you can explain. I
0: could sit and explain to you the facts. I could lay it out, lay it out in a in a blueprint. I could give you the blueprints, and he, yet
1: he, literally a printed out thing of, with every answer that they're of every what they're asking.
0: Answer, and they'll ask it anyway. They'll ask it again, and they'll ask it in a different way, and they'll ask it as if you haven't just answered that. And even if you have answered it, now they're offended by that answer, and they're asking it in some. It's like yeah, and she's like i said that
1: two minutes ago i know we're raging out i'm on one and i need a drink and haven't had one and i'm not going to have one so we're all just gonna deal with all of the riage and the rage right now the wonderful cleansing cleansing rage of it all so if you don't believe us and you want to defend the white house press corps and you think that the fucking liberal lamestream media has got it going on stick around okay because we're gonna break it all down for you in the next segment
0: Okay, now it's time for a new take on an old segment where we tell you about something in the news that you might not have noticed but is completely fucking tragic. <laughs> This is the part of the show where we tell you about things in the news that you may have missed but they are too tragic for us to ignore and today we're talking about the reporters who attend the white house press briefings otherwise known as the white house press corps and you may not have noticed but the reporters in the white house press corps are completely fucking tragic
1: now we have hated the reporters that cover the white house press briefings since Trump was in office. And we still hate the exact same ones that have carried over to the Biden administration. All last year, we covered the majority of Trump's coronavirus briefings in a segment called Coronavirus Live. And every week, we'd start out focusing on Trump's dumbass lies and bullshit, but inevitably, by the end, we'd end up hating on the stupid fuck reporters from the mainstream news outlets because they're completely fucking tragic and insufferable. We lived for Trump hurling insults at them because they deserved it. They are so annoying that we ended up hating them more than we hated Trump. Why? Because the vast majority of them are self-important shitsters who ask repetitive questions that they already know the answers to because they don't really want the answers. What they want to do is antagonize and provoke whoever it is they're questioning.
0: Exactly. The reporters in the briefings are so caught up in being unbiased that their questions come across as argumentative, entitled, unproductive, and biased. Like, we finally got people in the White House who are looking to pass progressive policies and inclusive legislation, and these twits are over here throwing salt in the game every second. Hello? Is your mom home? (laughs) Because I want to let her know that Republicans don't need MSNBC reporters to defend their concerns at the White House press briefings. They have their own hookers from Fox to do that for them.
1: Yes, and the Fox News narcs are still at every single press conference spewing their shit at Jen Psaki, so don't worry. And just in case you guys missed our news segment called Hot Saki for Lunch, Jen Saki is the new White House press secretary. Jen Saki, let me tell you, is everything to us, okay? We used to enjoy the comic comeback stylings of Trump and Sean Spicer and Sarah Huckabee and the best of the best, cunty Kellyanne Conway. But what we enjoyed about those goonbags was the way they would clearly telegraph the fact that they hated the reporters. They didn't hide it, and it was entertaining as fuck because we hated them too. But now, Jen Saki has shown us how an actual, actual, (laughs) intelligent, elite, top of her game, professional does it. And turns out, sweetie, It's even more entertaining. (laughs) She calmly runs circles around every nitwit in the briefing room, and we are so goddamn obsessed with her that Julie puts it on for me when I have panic attacks and need to be soothed. It's
0: true. (laughs) Uh, I literally just did that. Um, And we have some wonderful hot sake clips to soothe you in this segment. But first, we're going to play you guys a clip from a couple weeks ago when Secretary of Homeland Security, Alejandro Mayorkas, took questions from the press corps at the White House press briefing. Now, talk about soothing. Oh, Alejandro Mayorkas (laughs) is the sweetest, gentlest, most well-spoken, hard-ass genius that I've ever seen. The guy clearly has a rigid will, an unapologetic, almost hostile moral code, and a very clear and very available well of empathy. We fell in love with Alejandro Mayorkas at his confirmation hearing, but he transcended cheesy love (laughs) when we saw him speak about immigration at the White House press briefing.
1: It's true. I mean, if we could play the whole thing, we would. Yeah, And we will be playing bits and pieces of it throughout like the coming months when we when we talk about immigration because he's really just handling it Mm -hmm. so just to set it up he comes out and he explains in excruciating detail excruciating detail yep what his team and all of the people across many departments at the southern border are doing to fix what the trump administration destroyed he literally says that they came in and systematically destroyed 20 years of work in four years And while he's describing the work that his team are doing, there isn't a human being alive that couldn't tell how invested this guy is and how much it all means to him. And yet, here are the
0: reporters being dicks. Honestly, I, I think they show up to the briefing room with a set of questions. And regardless of how many times and how many ways someone has answered the question they have written down, they'll ask it again anyway. They just ask it more aggressively with more accusation in their voice.
1: Oh, yeah. Like, okay. So, this first reporter we're going to drag, his name is Jeff Bennett, and he's from NBC and MSNBC. And he's such an entitled little asshole that (laughs) he doesn't even wait to be called on. Okay. So, basically, Alejandro Mayorkas goes through the long and detailed, again, the long and detailed, excruciatingly detailed spiel mm-hmm. of all the work him and his team are doing. And it was so long and detailed that there really shouldn't even have been even <laughs> one single question. Honestly, I feel like the whole press corps should have been like, okay, oh. we don't even, uh, that's good. So then basically after he does his spiel, Jen Saki picks the reporters that she wants to ask shit and she calls on them so that they can ask their questions so in this case she starts she begins the questioning like Alejandro Mayorkas finishes and he's like okay with that Jen I'll you know begin the question so then he looks over to Jen Saki and in this case she starts with she begins the questioning with this mild-mannered guy named Zeke okay who I believe she likes simply because he's not a fucking aggressive (laughs) Cro-Magnon fool now I remember when we did the hot sake for lunch he's in that segment because he asked her a question on the very first day, literally the day of the inauguration, January 20th, he asked her a question in that very first press briefing that sort of like teed her up to talk about like Biden and transparency. And I think... She trusts that he's respectful and will ask questions that allow the White House to put their best foot forward. That's just what I think. Alejandro Mayorkas is this really sensitive guy, and he's there. And she's like, okay, Zeke, we'll start with you. And it's like, okay, here we go, Zeke. It's like, <laughs> of course, okay. So she throws the first question for, for Alejandro Mayorkas to Zeke the Freak. So he asks, it's all fine, 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 so fine, fine, fine. Now, but Zeke is done. Alejandro Mayorkas is done. They do like a back and forth. Before she can even call on the next reporter, this fucking asshole, Jeff Bennett, <laughs> yells out to get Alejandro Mayorkas' attention and then he just barrels on and of course what he asks is super fucking annoying too now I know you guys are going to be like Jesus I mean they're just really going in and this isn't even it's completely these questions are taken out of context and when you watch these press briefings as a whole it is enraging and I understand that it I'm really in a rage is. in general but it's annoying right Mama? you got it if you sit and
0: watch from beginning to end you'll you'll get it I mean I know that it's Y- nobody wants to criticize... Nobody wants to be the, the bad guy like Jen Saki. No one wants <laughs> to be the cop. bad guy. It's the bad cop. We're not mad at them like Trump is mad at them. They're not the lying media. They're not fake news, whatever. But what they are are... Assholes. They're assholes. <laughs> and it would be like having a conversation with somebody and everything they are the person in the conversation that has to be contrary, contrite. They have to not agree with anything you say. They have to turn everything you say around. They're they smug. spin your words. They're smug, they're condescending, they're patronizing.
1: You don't like how they sit with their legs crossed and they hold their their cocktail. <laughs> oh, everything about everything, everything about they're them. They're laying back
0: looking at you with these eyes like, yeah. "Well, what do you do?" And you're like, "Well, what the
1: fuck do you do?" Right? Cuz there are a handful of humble, nice people in that room and they stand out like a sore thumb and you want to just like flock to them because you can't believe that. And you're like, well, Jesus, who do they work for? Some small one horse town (laughs) newspaper because they're so humble and so nice. I don't care. This guy's a smug asshole, and I don't appreciate the second question in not letting Jen Psaki call on the reporter. It's not Paris Hilton walking out of her, you know, prison, <laughs> 10-day prison stint for her DUI. That's not what this is. You're right. not screaming out. You're not a paparazzi crowding Britney Spears' car. That's what
0: it feels like, like they're paparazzi. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. And when we're in the pre- White House press briefing, I actually want answers to the questions. I don't want made-up, spinned-out aggressive adversarial questions just because you think that you have to do that to make yourself look like you're unbiased when in fact you're being biased like we said
3: Secretary- uh, a, a question about um, how unaccompanied migrant children are handled the process that you articulated is the same as it was under former president trump it's the same as it was under former president biden the difference as i understand it with the trump administration was that they held children for a longer period of time how can that process be sped up there are immigration advocates who say most kids who come here unaccompanied have the name or a phone number of a relative here in the U.S. and that they should be matched with them promptly.
5: So let me, let me, if I may, uh, correct um, uh, one may. of the premises uh, <laughs> uh, of your of your question. Because you said that we're handling them in the same way uh, that the Trump administration did, and that is that is absolutely um, uh, inaccurate. The, the uh,
6: that you is well, um,
5: actually, the Trump administration expelled children uh, to Mexico. Okay, Uh, uh, And we are not expelling young children. We are not apprehending a nine-year-old child who's come alone, who's traversed Mexico, uh, whose parents, whose loving parents had sent that child alone. We're not expelling that nine-year-old child uh, uh, to Mexico uh, when that child's origin, uh, country of origin, was Guatemala, Honduras, or El Salvador. We are actually bringing that child into a border patrol station as a stepping point to get that child in the hands of HHS that has the capacity and the, and the unique talents to care for the ch- uh, child, healthcare workers, mental health counseling, and the like, and moving that child to a sponsor as quickly as possible. So we have taken a look at the process that is in place, and we are re- re-engineering it to see, for example, whether we could have HHS personnel co-located in a border patrol station, start to identify the needs of the child to see if that child does indeed have a relative in the United States, identify the sponsor more quickly, and unite that child with the sponsor more quickly. More quickly. So, a reengineering we are taking a look at where efficiencies uh, uh, can be achieved in the best interest of the child. It is the best interest of the child that uh, really define our actions. Okay.
0: When have you heard during the four years of the Trump administration, in one press briefing, anyone utter this phrase the best interests of anyone?
1: Anyone. And literally of anything. Anyone. You didn't. He described an entire scenario. Then this guy boiled it down to it's exactly like what Trump did. And then when he said it's nothing like what the Trump administration did. And then Jeff Bennett doubled down and said it's just longer. And he's like, with all due, like, no, it isn't. Jeff Bennett knows that it wasn't the same. They think that they're holding feet to the fire, but they're just trying to drum up ratings or get themselves into the headline. I don't know what it is, but like the one thing about the Biden administration that I do believe is that we've seen more transparency than we even saw with Obama. So I don't think there's any need to sit with this aggressive, aggrandizing attitude. Like you're going to hold someone's feet to the fire who's willingly holding their own feet there and making that very, very clear. And I think that these people need to like take a step back and reevaluate their approach. They aren't doing their jobs right. They aren't doing their jobs well. And they're actually um, getting in the way of the message and they're fucking things up. And you'll see the hypocrisy from every single one of these people who acted this exact same way with Trump. The same tone, the same type of questions, the same all of it with Trump. There's no reason to act the same way with Jen Psaki that you acted with Trump's press secretaries. It's a completely different scenario. And you're not a good reporter if you're doing that. Exactly. Okay. so then this bitch, this
4: bitch,
0: her name is Kristen Fisher. And she's a Fox News skank who thinks her shit don't stink. And I wish Zeke would just reach over and snatch her whole wig. I hate her gross guts. And I know it's obvious that the Fox News narcs are going to be disgusting and enraging. But I honestly don't think it would be that bad if we didn't have to hear it from ABC, CBS, NBC, and CNN too. And especially directed at Alejandro Mayorkas, who is uh, uh, like a literal saint. Listen to this dumb asshole try and
5: Hannity him.
6: Thank you, Mr. Secretary. Um, do you believe that right now there
1: is a crisis at the border?
5: I think that the uh, um, the answer is no. Uh, I think there is a challenge at the border that we are managing, and we have our resources dedicated to to managing it.
2: And so, a lot of the things that you are are talking about, you admit, take some time to implement. But right now, you've got about 200 migrant children crossing the border every single day. Uh, CBP projected a
1: peak of 13,000 unaccompanied children in the month of May, according to a report in Axios.
2: Um, what is being done between now and then when you are able to implement all the things that you're talking about that you say will take time?
5: Let me let me answer that question with tremendous pride. So cute. Um, the men and women of the Department of Homeland Security are working around the clock, seven days a week. To ensure that we do not have a crisis at the border, that we manage the challenge as acute as the challenge is, Uh, and they are not doing it alone. Not the
1: people who work for him. This is
5: a challenge uh, that the border communities, the non-governmental organizations, uh, the people who care for individuals seeking humanitarian relief, all understand. It is an imperative. Everyone understands. What occurred before us, mm-hmm. what we need to do now, and we are getting it done.
1: Respectfully, sir, though, one of your predecessors, Jay Johnson, he said that a thousand illegal border crossings a day constitutes a crisis, that it overwhelms the system. We're at between three and four thousand now, according to CDP officials. So, how is this not a crisis?
5: Um, I have explained that quite clearly. <laughs> Uh, We Uh, are challenged. Yeah, how many times do I need to tell you it's not a crisis dumb bitch security uh, are meeting that challenge? It is a stressful challenge and we are that is why quite frankly We are working as hard as we are not only in addressing the urgency of the challenge uh, but also in building the capacity to manage it and to meet Our humanitarian aspirations and execution of the president's vision
0: yeah but with all due respect sir how do you spell the word crisis right and if you could spell that also and define it and then after you define it can you please explain why there's not a crisis
1: at the border for the 500th time and then he's like don't don't bring up Jay Johnson okay he doesn't go here anymore I don't care what he said was a crisis This is my time to shine, and I decided there's no crisis, okay? I'm ahead of what's
0: a crisis and what's not right (laughs) now, and I'm telling you it's not a goddamn crisis. When it's a crisis, and I think, feel it's a crisis, I'll tell you it's a crisis. I told you it's a challenge. I told you we're working hard. I told you we we inherited a, a full mess, and in fact, I'm so classy and respectful of America and this government that I'm not even saying that the prior administration left us a crisis. So why don't you write that down? And go back
1: to Fox yep. and go suck some more dicks. Exactly. Okay, so now we're going to move on to the press briefing from this past Friday. The ala Alejandro briefing was two weeks ago, but we wanted to play you some immigration questions to show how repetitive these motherfuckers are. We come two weeks later, we got a press briefing with National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan, and they're asking the same <laughs> shit. <laughs> so... Like Alejandro Mayorkas, Jake Sullivan comes on before Jen Psaki at the press briefing. And Jake Sullivan talks about important national security concerns involving China and Russia. And how Biden, this is just a little side note for you guys, how Biden bossed up and got with three of our cutest allies. And they <laughs> formed the cutie quad in order to deal with goddamn fucking China. OK, so the quad Is, do you
0: remember my mouth? America, Japan, India, and Australia.
1: Yep. The quad Biden got with like the main people in those places. Mm -hmm. And then they all looked at each other on Zoom cameras and these big TVs. And they had this big summit of the quad. We're so proud of Biden. And the quad has committed to working together. These four allies that have never come together with just these four before. And they're quadding it up like I used to do. We had a quad when we would go on break. Did you have a quad in your high school? Oh, uh, we had a quad. And these,
0: this quad is just like, I just imagine them to be like, hey, Biden. <laughs> hey, Australia. Mm, like Elle Woods like, so, yeah. like Legally blonding it exactly. I, That's how I'd like to imagine it the,
1: This quad is working together On vaccines, climate, the global economy And technological warfare And all the other shit that China and Russia Are being shady about Yeah, We watched this whole press conference And we really, really liked Jake Sullivan Which I is do. exciting I really like him. Jake from State Farm Sullivan <laughs> yep. And he was really impressive I mean, he came up there He talked about how Biden formed this group And then all uh, and all the important work they're doing And then again like alejandro mayorkas the second question the second question the man get gets asked is from some liberal boob trying to come correct like he's edward r fucking murrow in 2021 okay From
6: cbs news radio thanks for coming in and taking our questions i want to ask you a question about immigration diplomacy when he was vice president joe biden went to guatemala in the summer of 2014. You were on that trip as his national security advisor at the time. He went because of what was then an unprecedented surge of unaccompanied minors coming across the border. One of the things he said on that trip in June of 2014 hundred years ago, A, first make clear in each of our countries in an unrelenting way, not just with a public service announcement, that there is no free pass, that none of these children or women bringing children will be eligible under the existing law in the United States of America. Mm-hmm. He said that was number one, and then he went on to describe root causes and American aid. Why has that not been the message that this White House is sending now, clear and unrelenting that none of these children or women bringing children will be eligible under the existing law?
5: Have you,
7: okay. So The President has uh, made clear in this administration, this administration. Clear, that we yeah, are going to exactly. pursue an effective and humane immigration policy and unwind what we believe was the ineffective and inhumane policy over the course of the last four years. That's point number one. Point number two is, we've made clear that now is not the time to come to the United States. We are <laughs> dealing with a circumstance in which uh, we have to build the capacity to be able to assess the asylum claims of individuals who arrive here, and we have to deal with the obvious public health effects of a pandemic. So we are sending the message clearly, and you heard it from Roberta Jacobson from this podium earlier okay, this week. you've already and heard so that. In the region, That's what he so. saying you but heard the that. President earlier. also believed. You heard two weeks ago. That under our laws, people who are claiming asylum deserve to have their cases heard uh, properly, effectively, efficiently, and as swiftly as possible. And that is the policy that we are going to pursue. To follow, do you really believe that message
6: is being received clearly in an unrelenting way? Is he, he
7: serious? Do you want a pigeon man, to be sent to each individual in person? Week,
6: how do you how, how do you suggest? Seems more friendly to him than the More else, one, we get the message out. be able to come to the United States on that basis.
7: So this is day Can by day something asshole? that we need no, to be I able can't. To, uh, to communicate from a range of different perspectives yeah, from it, this podium in the region itself Roberta on told the you airwaves, to. and we will continue to do so as we go forward.
0: Okay, so then after Jake Sullivan answers all manner of annoying questions, he leaves and Jen Psaki comes up. And it doesn't take five minutes for the king of the press briefing buggers, Peter Alexander, to bug on. Now. You may remember Peter Alexander from the 900 times we've talked shit about him on the podcast, (laughs) starting with Coronavirus Live when Trump called him a terrible reporter, and then 900 times after that when he got on our last nerve on MSNBC. Here he is staying very on brand, trying and failing to top Jen Psaki.
3: Go ahead. Jennifer, I can we Go just ahead. heard from Jake Sullivan talking about on immigration, the need to have a consistent and continued message to communicate to migrants mm-hmm. that the border is closed right now. Uh. With Ambassador Jacobson, he <laughs> says there has to be a message on the airways as well. If you want to send the message to migrants that the border is closed, shouldn't President Biden be the one who is clearly delivering that message?
2: Well he he did do an interview with Univision about two weeks ago and, and made that absolutely clear. And I, I, I certainly expect he will Uh, look for the opportunity to do exactly that. I will note, however, that um, he is one of the voices. Ambassador Jacobson is one of the voices. There are a number of effective voices in the region, including leaders in the region, including uh, voice uh, partners we need to have in the region, NGOs and others, to deliver the same message that now is not the time to come, that the majority of people are turned away at the border, which is backed up by factual data, uh, that Adults, families will be turned away at the border in almost every scenario. And so that is part of the data and part of the information that we're looking for a partnership to deliver in the is region. Is it working? Is it working? Well, uh, again, Peter, I think we we know we've seen the Google numbers it, that Peter. CBP puts out on a regular basis. We know there are more children, uh, children under the age of eighteen, who are of course coming across the border. We that is consistent with what our policy has been. Uh, but in terms of people who were turned away, um, who are coming to the border, who are turned away, I mean, those numbers are. Are people hearing that? Are they still making the journey? I don't have any further analysis of that. I know that what people are looking at is that there are more children who are coming across the border and we've certainly confirmed and acknowledged that.
3: Let me ask.
1: So right after she has this annoying exchange with Peter not Alexander, here comes another annoying Peter. Peter fucking Doocy from Fox News asking the same fucking <laughs> question and then trying to throw Jensaki's words in her face, which of course Hotsaki does not stand for. <laughs> Nobody has time for this idiot tool. He shows up at every briefing acting like the Crunchwrap captain of all the conservative press corps clowns. And Jen Psaki calmly answers his moronic, meathead questions like he's an annoying friend that her son brought home from school. <laughs>
2: Go ahead.
6: You just said that leadership starts at the top when it comes to getting COVID vaccines out. <laughs> but when you describe the messaging on immigration, you're talking about... Mm. Leadership from Ambassador Jacobson and many others getting the word. And
2: I don't think that's what I said, but. (laughs) Well,
6: you were explaining why President Biden is not out here.
2: I I actually well, uh, to be to be factual, because we're all about facts. I, I actually started by saying he did an interview with Univision just two weeks ago, and that he would look for opportunities to continue to deliver that message clearly himself but that there are a number of voices that mm-hmm. are mm-hmm. important and effective and can be heard in the region and that we will certainly use a number of voices to communicate directly in the region. So
7: we've heard from, uh, uh, from folks down
6: at the border in Brownsville, Texas specifically of migrants who are being tested by some of the NGOs down there for COVID. They test 17. I hate the way he says COVID at least COVID 204 <laughs> positive tests so far that's over a 9 percent positivity rate more than double the national average. So what is the federal government doing doing <laughs> to protect the what is the government doing, doing? <laughs> i'm a
1: republican and well, i don't, and I don't we're, want we're government data, doing anything uh, except in CBD texas when they went off the national data. grid <laughs> so and they definitely don't want government well, but we look want look government through, down in exactly texas what is the federal government doing nothing dick
0: i thought you didn't want government and doing anything on anything
2: individuals were taken into and so i'm can
3: you
0: believe you know, at this point, um, I can and I'm trying to remain calm as if I was Jen Psaki. I'm trying to take a to take a lesson from Jen Psaki, You know what I mean? And just be like, <laughs> um, your question is actually unfounded in any kind of facts. And it's also repetitive. And um, and I've answered it. So and now I'm also... going to
1: numb your mind by going through the longest Thing about how the COVID testing works. Yeah. Literally, she goes into a 10-minute diatribe about every detail of the COVID testing at the border when she's already done that, just to literally numb this man's mind.
0: <laughs> Meanwhile, again, making something out of nothing. Why isn't... Um, shouldn't the people who are trying to come over the border hear the message directly from President Biden? Let me ask you something, Peter. <sighs> Do you think that any of the people who are walking through a mountainside or traversing a river or have sent their only child who they don't want to get raped five million times a day in to go into the arms of of Lady Justice of America have a TV or (laughs) maybe are even listening or even give a fuck. Yeah, they're hiding. They don't care. They're in danger. They're coming here because they have no other choice and they know that America is the beacon of hope and light and fucking whatever. And no matter what anyone says no matter if they went on and put a pigeon with a bullhorn and flew over everyone also in everyone's language, then I guess they would go, Oh, Oh, they say that we shouldn't come, but you guess what we're going to do? We're going to come anyway.
1: Okay. So the final clip is the coup de grace of you might not have noticed, but the white house press corps is completely fucking tragic. And for me, it justifies all of my unjustifiable unreasonable rage. And it's no surprise that it stars, yet again, Peter Bugnut Alexander and what could possibly be his most tragic turn yet. Peter Alexander has the audacity to try and stunt on Joe Biden by asking Jen Psaki why he's not giving Trump credit for getting the vaccines created through his warp speed plan. Peter Alexander whined at Trump at every single press briefing. To the point where Trump called him a terrible reporter and literally (laughs) eviscerated him into shreds. And now he's seriously asking Jen Psaki why Biden isn't giving Trump credit for the vaccines. It's a stunt queen move on the level of Bethany Frankel stunting on the Oprah Meghan Markle interview, quite frankly.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: And if we had any respect for Peter Alexander... We lost it in this moment. He's a corny Cretan who should go work for Fox.
3: Let me ask you about the president's uh, speech last night. This was a speech about the anniversary, the last year since the pandemic began. Of course, he spent a lot of time touting the success of vaccines, yet there was no mention of the president under whose administration these vaccines were developed. Does former President Trump not deserve any credit on vaccines? Well,
2: The president himself ha- and, and many people in our administration have conveyed that having, making the progress that was made, and we've said this publicly, that was made on these vaccines was a Herculean, incredible effort uh, by science and by medical experts. Um, And certainly, we have applauded that in the past, and we are happy to applaud that again. But I would say there is a clear difference and there are clear steps that have been taken since the President took office uh, that have put us in a trajectory that we were not on when he was inaugurated. And leadership starts at the top. Uh, It includes mask wearing. It includes acknowledging there's a pandemic. It includes getting a vaccine in public. But even more importantly than that, it includes putting in place an operational process that it that it can ensure that we have enough vaccines to vaccinate Americans, enough vaccinators, enough vaccine locations. None of that was in place when the president took office. And
3: certainly, that's on distribution and the like. But on the development of the vaccines, yeah. it was Operation Warp Speed that no, was it wasn't. invented, executed. It was a global pandemic, population.
1: Peter, so and the money. We
3: bipartisanship and unity last night. Bipartisanship. I hear comments, that one more we spoke time. About the denials in the first days, weeks, and months. Why not you say? With credit to the previous administration and the former president for putting us in this position, we are glad that we have been able to move it forward.
2: That is an excellent recommendation as a speechwriter, but we had, (laughs) the president has spoken to it in the past. He has applauded the work of medical experts and scientists and the prior administration. And what the purpose of last night's speech was, was to give an update on what his administration has been doing, Mm -hmm. what he has done since he took office, the progress that's been made. What the work is ahead, provide a light at the end of the tunnel, and ask Americans to engage in the process. So and, and do what's needed to be done, so we can get to those July Fourth barbecues. Yeah,
3: varies, as he said, to bring all Americans together, which is why I uh. Uh,
2: Of course, that is. But you know, I would say that uh, Americans are looking for facts. They're looking That's for right. details. They're That's looking right. For specifics. That's right. Uh, and I don't think they're worried too much about uh, no. applause from six months ago when the president has already delivered that publicly.
1: No, so go to bed, Peter. Now it's time for So There's That. Alright, so this is the part of the show where Julie has to find a So There's That moment that's happening because of or in spite of the diarrhea toilet Republicans and the ignorant Facebook Fox News army that follows them. America is filled to the brim with corrupt corporate cocksuckers, from Jerry Falwell Jr. to Dick Cheney. They're sociopaths who amass their fortunes by exploiting the bureaucratic barf bag of the United States government, <laughs> which in turn gave birth to 70 million broke, paranoid assholes who mistrust the government so much that they stormed the Capitol in the name of ridiculous conspiracy theories. Mm. The entire situation is depressing and unbelievable, and the fact that Julie has to dive headfirst into this shit pool every week and come out with an inspirational story to make us all feel hopeful is just beyond words at this point. She hates doing it, so we compromise. I recycle this same intro every week, and she half-asses the stories. Right, now
0: <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs>
1: Well, this week, however, will be completely
0: not any different. (laughs) Uh, I will have to say, I will have to say, this is just cut and dry. Okay? This is just cut and dry. All right? Cut it and dry it. just cut. (laughs) Let me go snip, 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 hang on the fucking pole, blow the air, (laughs) and dry it. Okay? Blow the air and dry it. Since JoJo and Kiki have taken office, the sun, it shines a little brighter, and the good news and sunny moments, they just seem to be appearing more closely together. They just do. They do. So I just need to jump in. Jump in. <laughs> I'm going to jump in. <laughs> Joe Biden has put together the most kick-ass and diverse cabinet, at least as far as I know of or understand. We only know
1: of like this cabinet and the last one, but still. Exactly. Exactly. It's amazing. We we like literally fucking love this cabinet. I think they're fucking awesome. Every single
0: one of them. Every one of them. Now, granted, there could have been ones like this before. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Paying attention now. (laughs) And it's the and it's important now because now this is where we are. We're living now. We're not living then. We're living now. No, Now. exactly. I am like into almost every person he's chosen, literally. But this week we're confirming some more people. We are confirming our highest ranked transgender person to government this is historic and historical and historic c- c- c-
1: historicina
0: it is historicina on every level her name is dr rachel levine dr rachel levine is going to be confirmed as the assistant secretary of health she was a pediatrician turned secretary of health for the state of pennsylvania so she's been working Already for several years as the Secretary of Health of Pennsylvania and now she's gonna be the Assistant Secretary of Health of the world. She is walking into the middle of a shitstorm, not just because of COVID, but because as currently on the table, besides COVID, are a massive amounts of LGBTQ rights. which we've been talking about, and there's all sorts of things when it comes to LGBTQ rights and medicine and da-da-da. And right now, the conversation and hot topic and debate is about gender reassignment for children. Now, may you may have even watched her adversarial and gross confirmation hearing where Rand Paul tried to compare gender reassignment surgery with genital mutilation. I'm assuming he was thinking about genital mutilation because he had just walked past the mirror nude and saw his tiny genital mutilation and needed to have a temper tantrum. No
1: one likes Rand Paul. Just the just the hot, hot, messy casserole that is that Capitol Hill Ugh, walking please. around DC yep. with the level of Margie yep. Taylor Greens and the <laughs> yeah, QAnon QAnonies yep. mm-hmm. and the fucking maggots yep. and the whole vibe. Yep. It just literally the level of. Anger at civil rights, simple human rights. Yep, it's it's it disintegrated to the point. It's 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 un, It's honestly, it's unbelievable. And what this woman is going to have to contend with yep.
0: and deal with is 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 yep. uh, monumental. And especially, and I'll say it again, I probably say it every week, Republicanas, Republicans, republicans <laughs> Republicans, republicanas, Magans, republicanas <laughs> anyone who's interested in small government, the fact that you're even a part of any kind of LGBTQ conversation, you need to look at yourself in the mirror and ask yourself what you're doing. Because if you truly believed in small government, you wouldn't give a fuck.
1: Get the fuck out of our business.
0: Get out of the biz. Now, I'm not going to get into the issue of children's gender reassignment because it's too goddamn complicated to just whiz by. And honestly... And we don't have any kids. I'm not a parent. (laughs) I'm not a kid. I'm not transgendered. And no one needs my notes on any direction on it. With that said... Like I'll say, have said it again, I'll say it before, I'll say it again. Regardless of what your opinion is when it comes to a person's body, I believe they're entitled and have the right to do with it what they please. As far as a child goes, I believe that is a conversation they need to have with their parents, their doctors, and the law should empower each of those individual circles to do what they feel they can do, what they can afford, and what's best for them. For them. Now, we don't know what Dr. Rachel Levine's stance is on children's gender reassignment, but I think we can make a pretty good educated guess. Now, what's cool here is that Dr. Levine was a pediatrician.
1: Wow, that's so great.
0: She has experience working with and for children. And in that confirmation hearing, a lot of the vitriol and a lot of the hate coming from the Republican side was about transgendered children. So we are going to be hearing quite a bit about that. She is transgendered, So she is coming to the table knowing firsthand what she and everyone else is contending with.
1: She's also a mother and a former doctor of children. That is correct. The level of, of, of knowledge, period. Of, of knowledge. And you know what? That conversation does need to be spotlighted and it needs to be put front and center because it's happening everywhere. And again, the maggots and the Kwananis are bugging on about it. (laughs)
0: And it's a
1: conversation that will always
0: be evolving if people are open to having it. And if people were compassionate and empathetic and understanding and trying to be open to each individual's
2: scenario, scenario,
0: which is what this really is. And that's why when I say the law and when you that's why I say when it comes to a person's body, the law should reflect and should be reflective of a large dynamic and a large diversity of people rather than a black and white, cut and dry, just this is how it is, this is how it isn't. Yeah. Because that's just not how people are. No. Now, it's not only historic and transformative to have a transgender person in the highest echelon of government, but I do think... Again, the fact that she's a doctor can speak to the medical implications and educate people about biology and reality as opposed to religious beliefs and ignorance. It's a major step forward for trans rights and human rights. I'm excited for her to put the Rand Pauls and religious bigots in their place. I think having a transgendered person in a position of medicine is great for the LGBTQ community and for everyone, honestly, for people, for humans, for women, and anyone who has ever felt unheard, dismissed, embarrassed or humiliated in a doctor's office her input is so important especially now she's more than qualified she's even keeled she seems very compassionate and capable and her life experience is something we all need pushing the jojo and kiki train forward which is just basically america's train which is basically just people And at the end of the day, L, G, B, T, Q are just letters in the alphabet describing other letters that spell P, E, O, P, L, E. Yeah, you know me. So there's that. So that's it for this episode
1: of Dumb Gay Pandemic Politics. Thank you guys for listening to our stupid podcast. We love and appreciate all 14 of you so much, especially now after all this time. If you're new here and you like us, but you'd rather not hear about politics, please consider checking out our Patreon podcast. Our Patreon podcasts are completely different than this one. There's no politics, no ads, no structure, no rules, and best of all, no pressure to join the Patreon Let me just repeat that for the reviewer who likes what we have to say, but quote, doesn't appreciate the endless sales pitch. There are no ads on our Patreon podcast, but unfortunately, that one is not free. (laughs) No, it isn't. But
0: it's only a dollar. You get one podcast a week for one dollar and two podcasts a week for two dollars. And when you sign up, you will immediately get access to our huge back catalog, which has hundreds of hours of stupid, stress-free ad-free podcasts plus you get the philanthropic satisfaction of knowing that with one single dollar you are contributing to what has become basically our sole source of income
1: in this pandemic but if being pressured to help us pay our bills out of the kindness of your heart isn't working then go to patreon.com slash dumb gay politics and listen to a free one to see if you like it all you have to do is scroll down the locked podcast until you get to september then you look for the episode called windows up sing time and then you just press play on the little side triangle. <laughs> you can listen to the whole hour right there from your phone or your computer or your tablet. You don't have to download anything or sign up for anything. Nope. And I know we tell you
0: this every time, but if you do decide to sign up, navigating the DGP Patreon community and listening to the podcast is super easy. You can always just go to patreon.com slash politics and it's all right there. Or you can download the free Patreon app and listen on that. Or...
5: Or, if you don't want (laughs) to
0: deal with all that, you can easily import our Patreon podcast feed into iTunes or whatever podcast player you use. And then it'll just automatically show up there next to whatever podcast you subscribe to. If you're curious at all, you should go and listen to the free one. You literally have nothing to lose.
1: And as always, it's been real and it's been fun. But mostly, it's been gay and it's been dumb.
4: How'd you do, I? By the light of day But by night I'm one hell of a lover I'm just a sweet transvestite -er From transsexual Transylvania (laughs) Let me show you a rhyme And maybe play you a song You look like you're both pretty grooving How about that? Well, babies, don't you panic. By the light of the night, it'll all seem alright. I'll get you a satanic mechanic. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. (laughs) Why don't you? Sweet transvestite, transvestite. from transsexual Transylvania. (laughs) So, come up to the lab and see what's on the slab. I see you shiver with anticipation.